Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, isn't it great to worship together with our brothers and sisters in Christ? Amen. Amen. We are looking and embark upon, you know, a new year in 2018. And, and, and one thing as we celebrated in this Advent season, we celebrated the birth, right? The stepping into time, our awesome Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to talk about this uh, morning about being in the family. Uh, help, help me announce the subject, neighbor, subject matter to your neighbor. Tell them, welcome to the family. Amen. I hope you're sitting somebody next to somebody you like. If not, turn around and talk to the person behind you. Tell them, welcome <laughs> to the family. Amen. Because, you know, sometimes we don't want to welcome people into the family. Uh, but I, I want to encourage you that God uh, has invited all of us to be a family. Uh, uh, sometimes, you know, you might be a second cousin removed or a distant cousin. I always had fun with that when people talk about that. Cause I still trying to figure out how can I be a second cousin removed, you know, or you be a distant cousin. You're not a close cousin, but you're a distant cousin. You're somewhere in the family tree. I think so, you know. But you know how we like to play around with it that if you any time you see a, a, a family reunion, right, you try to get in because you're somebody's cousin. You know, especially when they got some good food in, right? You know, you know, I'm, I'm Junior's son. You know, Junior, you know, Junior, you know, with the Rolling Stone, right? You know, you try to have some fun, try to find somebody and say, you're going to let me in so I'll give me something to eat. But you understand that how when God blessed us to come a part of his family, he changed our status. Some of us are looking upon this unfolding right now as we're looking at Prince Harry now engaged and someone new is about to join the family. It's breaking news because, you know, this person is not, you know, the traditional person. Yeah, you're quiet on me. You know, th- this person got a little more melanin in their skin than they used to. Watch out, somebody. And so this is brand news to them in England, to us. That's this common story. We've seen this together, you know, in America. But now she's going to become royalty. And so things change now. So when they, they have a child, that child will be part of the royal family. And, and, and we see how Prince Charles never got close to that seat. His grandkids about to get on that throne before he gets on. Why? Because they have been welcomed into the family. The queen has already said who she, she, re, she rearranged the lineage so that the children can get, the grandchildren will get up before the others. Y'all, y'all quiet on me. She done set it up that I'm in control here, and I want to know who's going to be ruling after I'm long gone. And, and nobody thought she'd be still here. Watch out, somebody. And so here it is that God has invited you to be a member of his royal family. Being a part of the royal family gives you access to things you otherwise would not have been able to attain. Family status matters because if you just simply say your name, people recognize that name. Has anybody been there before? If you just happen to say your name and you you go back to your heritage, where you're from, people say, I know that name. I know your uncle. I know your aunt. I, I know your mother. I know your sister. I know your brother. They bring up information because they hear that name. They say, I, I know that name. And, and to us, it's not the same as some other countries that I have some friends that are from Ghana. If I say their surname, people say, I know that name because that's the name of their tribe. And say, I know those people. So now it becomes a plurality that, I, oh, I know that. That's, that's a royal name. And they're part of this tribe. And like, 
Oh, so to them, when you say a name, it represents not only a person's family, but also their heritage, their tribe, and the reason that they live in. You understand that we are a child of God, and we say that we're a child of God, it identifies that we too have a different status, a different citizenship, that we're no longer citizens here on earth. We're no longer just citizens of the United States of America or wherever else you may claim your citizenship. But we have a citizenship that's high and above beyond this earth because this earth will pass away. But what God has given, to tell you, neighbor, it'll last. So we are no longer slaves, but adopted children of God through Jesus Christ, who for the curse of sin became our salvation, dying for our sins. So we ought to walk in the liberty of the Spirit in submission to God the Father under the influence of the Holy Spirit as faithful children. Tell your neighbor, you ought to know the Holy Spirit. Because we're connected to God. Through the Holy Spirit. If you remember when God told Mary through the angel Gabriel that she would be with child, she said, how's this going to happen? He, he told her through the power of the Holy Spirit that God will be there overshadowing the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say Holy Spirit one more time? It will get in you and something will come inside of you. And, and so here it is that look at Galatians. Y'all with me there? If y'all say amen one more time, I can move a little bit faster. Y'all with me there? Galatians 4th chapter, verse 4 says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. I, I get excited, Bible people. I want to help you out. You ought to also get excited whenever you see the word but in your Bible. Oftentimes, when you get to the word, but it lets you know that what was in beforehand, it has something that's different afterwards. And oftentimes, it gets better <laughs> than what was before. Uh, look, look, look at verse 3. It said that, and that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But, y- y- y'all see that? It went from you were a slave, but something changed. See what had happened. Y'all, y'all, y'all see that there in the text? That the, my, 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 my Ebonic translation says, but what had happened is that God sent the spirit of his son. And, and, and you, y'all, I want you to grab this closely and to see here that God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. See, remember the time you weren't a part of the family. When you were not accepted, when they didn't like you, or, or you didn't feel that you could play all the reindeer games, that they were calling you names. You, you remember the time that you just didn't feel like everybody liked you? I, I, I remember times when, when I would grow up, if you, if you didn't have siblings, you, you missed out on some of the teasing fun. Because when you grew up as an only child, you knew you were part of the thing. When nobody else going to kick you out. But when you got some siblings, when they don't like you, they remind you some things. They let you know, so you know you were adopted, right? I was there when mama picked you up, right? They, they, they let you know how they don't like, you know. They let you know that you can leave anytime you want. No, nobody wants you here, right? They, they let you know when they get angry, they can be so cruel to you because they can let you know that I know stuff you don't know. Don't call my mama your mama because that's not your mama. We have fun with one another. 
And so, but when you know for a fact that you are part of the family, you realize that you can say what you want. But I know I got me a place here. Because here it is that God wants you to know that you are part of his family. You're no longer a slave. You were a slave, but y'all see that there? And, and so here it is, some theological truth here. It says here, follow the wording here. It says, God sent. In order for you to send something, you got to have something. I got a few people with me. I want to get everybody with me, and then I can go home. Uh, before you can send something, you got to have it. I, I, I didn't get everybody. I'm still working on art. If you want to mail a letter, first you got to have a letter. And then you put it into the envelope. And then you address it and you stamp it. And then you send it. And so in order for you to send something, you got to have it first. And so here, do you not see that God, the Son, is already there? And then he was sent. I I want you to grab here closely here. God, the Son, has always been. He stepped into time when he stepped into Mary. See, 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 God is not governed by time. He's before time. God, God controls time. You know, we, we, we think we control time, but all we do is hold clocks. <laughs> God, God holds time. He's the one that started it, and guess what? He won't end it because he doesn't need it. <laughs> Time's going to end for us, but time has nothing to do with him. So you notice there in the text that it says, in the fullness of time for us. So in the time that we needed him the most, he stepped in. He stepped in through the Virgin Mary, born of the Son. Now, this is very uh, 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 encouraging to us because look closely. Most of the, 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 the information we learn about Christ being born of a Virgin Mary we get from the Gospels. But here you see it corroborated and understood by this letter by Paul saying that this is nothing new. We as Christians believe this truth. And this truth is letting you know that we were saved. I want you to grab this here. You see here that some people want to tell you things that tell you that Christ is not real. This is all just a made-up story so you can celebrate this. No, this is factual belief and foundational of our Christian belief. It says that when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, Subject to the law. Also, it shows us that when Christ came, he was governed under the law. So he became a slave to this world because he was subject to the same laws that we are subject. And so show this out that he did this so that he could show us how we can overcome sin. Tell your neighbor, you can overcome See, God is showing us that if you can walk in obedience as Christ has walked, hallelujah, you will be able to walk like him, talk like him, and be like him. And catch this. Jesus says that I won't leave you by yourself, but I'm going to give you power of the Holy Spirit. Y'all with me here? And and so it says God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, children, God has sent, can somebody say sent one more time, the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. So y'all see that there? That again, God sent something to us. 
See, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Y'all see, the three in one. God has always been in existence. The Son has always been in existence. The Holy Spirit has always been in existence. The problem is that we didn't know he always existed. Because we lived our lives how we wanted to live. We, we, we lived a life of, of rebelliousness against God's law. The text tells us, suggests to us, and definitely in verse 3, it says that we were slaves. Slaves to what? The principles of this world. Basically saying, that, but the, and you read into the Galatians, to their religious practices. Uh, and now, to us, it's, it's not common. To them, this was what's common. It was common for them to worship many gods. The Rome, the Rome Empire believed this, that if I conquered your country, I defeated your God, and your God becomes, the, and the pantheon becomes a part of all the other gods. And we don't want to offend any gods, so whatever sacrifices you make to your gods, keep on making them, and we want to make it to all the other gods, because we beat your God. And now your God's on our side, which makes us stronger. Okay, And so they believe in worshiping all these different gods, so they didn't mind making different sacrifices, but Christians believed in one God. That was foreign to how can you believe in one God when we know there's all these other gods? And they say, no, there's one God. Y'all follow me here? And so here it is that they understood this, so now they're being changed. No longer following the practices of old, but now have become new through the Spirit of God that lets them know that they have a connection to God and they call him what? Abba, that's Aramaic for father. Think about it. Who do you call your dad? You don't just call everybody your dad. And, and, and truth be told, some of y'all got, you got people that say they say your dad, but you let them know you're not my father. Hello, somebody. And here it is that we understand there's something special and significant to call somebody mother or father. Here it is. God saying, I, I bless you with the spirit that you might know me as father. Anybody know he's a good, good father? <laughs> and so as he being a good, good father, what does he do? He provides for you. And he lets you know, here it is, that if you are my child, then you are an heir to whatever I have. And as a young child, if you might remember that song that tells you how much God has, he has the whole world. And then what the song tells you, he's got the whole world where? In his hands. So let, me, let me help somebody out that's not follow what I'm saying. What, has you ever, ever came to your mother or your father and asked them for some money? Where did they put the money? In their hand. You want to get it what? Out their hand. Now, you know, God said, here's the world. I gave it to you. If y'all don't believe me, go back and look in Genesis. What did he tell Adam? Here's the earth. It is yours to rule. My goodness. He owns the, the cattle on a thousand years. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Do you understand that you don't have to look around for diamonds and jewels? God got them already. And so here it is where we understand that God already owns everything. How, how do I not belong to him? Mm. Well, first and foremost, it says here that you were bought. But at the fullness of time, things changed in our family structure because he freed us from the bondage of sin. That's why we sing that song earlier here that there's power in the name of Jesus. He, he can break every chain. And so you see here that the son, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law. 
Now, the law is basically to, uh, implying to us that we cannot save ourselves by following the law. Yes, you will be obedient. Yes, you'll be pious. Yes, you'll be ritualistic. But yet, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, if you do not confess him as your personal Lord and Savior, it doesn't matter how often you make a prayer or make a sacrifice if he's not Lord of your life. Let me help somebody out. Uh, anybody ever going to class before and you sat in class and you listened to the teacher, but you weren't listening to the teacher? So when the pop quiz came, nothing could come out on that paper that was the right answer. Why? Because it wasn't in you. You were going through the motions. You were present in class. You could raise your hand. But yet when it came time to take the test, you didn't have the information. Let me help somebody out today. You need to know, if you want to know Jesus, you got to spend some time with him. You got to meditate with him. You got to spend time. So when it comes time to write down what you know, you can write down that he's my Lord. He's my Savior. He saved me from all my sins. He's redeemed me and called me his own. You're able to celebrate what God has done in your life. You got to look over to the corner and say, hey, what's your answer? You can write down and testify for your can I talk to one more person here that knows that God is a personal God and you have a personal relationship with him and your testimony is different than the person you're sitting next to because what he's done in your life has been specific for your life and what he's done for you has set you free and has redeemed you and it made you a part of his family. So it don't matter what someone else tell you that you're not a part of it. You let them know that you're not God. <laughs> My daddy has taught, called me his child. And so here it is. So if you are part of his family, then you know the family values. So here's some of the family values that God gives us. He helps us to know this, that if we are his children, then you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. So basically, to know God's family values, basically you ought to know how to live. I, I remember this story about my dad letting me know something, and, 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 and it always sticks with me about this. He says that if you get in trouble, it's not going to be your name in the paper. It's going to be my name. And I started thinking about, no, you named me Samuel Thomas Durham. What are you talking about? It's your name going to be in the paper. He let her know that they're going to see that name Durham. They're going to know that's me. That's my name. I gave that name to you. You could have been Boo Boo the Fool, but I gave you Samuel Thomas Dern. That's the name I gave you. Y'all understand what I'm telling you here? That God has given you a name, and he's made you a part of his family. And so how we live now, we ought to live as we are royalty. We ought to set the example of how it is to love one another, how to forgive one another. How to care for one another, how to give to one another. I was at the church in the house. I could say, hey, man, preacher, I'm preaching. Yes, I am. I'm trying. Because God has called us to love one another. If you don't believe it, go back and look at Matthew 5th chapter. Why did he spend from the 5th chapter all the way to the 10th chapter talking about love? He told me how you ought to love your enemies. How you ought to love your neighbors. How you ought to love your spouse. Y'all quiet on me. 
there's, I feel, there's a lack of love in the house. I, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. But God, I want you to know, so love the world that he gave because he knew y'all lack love. He gave love. I always had one more person that could say amen. Uh, because he loves you enough, uh, he sent his son in, in the fullness of time. Hallelujah. It was right on time. He, he didn't show up late. He didn't show up early. But it says in the fullness of time. It means at the time we needed him most, God showed up. Aren't you glad that he showed up at the right time? Let me help you out, somebody. Let me help you out, somebody. Has anybody called on the name Jesus? And you found out as soon as you said the name Jesus, you just started feeling better? Because he shows up at the right time. So know the family values. Know what he's called you to do. And then not only do you know your family values, know your great heritage. You are part of royalty. And, and, and so here's the heritage that if you are co-heirs with the son, do you know who the son is? Think about how most of you, if you have, have gone to any school uh, and definitely grade school and whatever state you're going to, oftentimes they want you to learn about your state. So they give you the history of your state, the history of your city, the history of your constitution of the United States of America. Every child, I got to memorize the preamble. Got to know the Declaration of Independence. Got to learn the, 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 first and fi- you know, the first 15, and then you learn about more information. Then you got to learn about your presidents, and you learn about how you get elected president. You learn about how we have three branches in the government. You learn the stuff you're supposed to know so that you could be an effectual citizen of the United States of America. Think about that for the moment. They teach the laws so you will know how to be a citizen, but yet you don't want to teach yourself the Bible so you could be a citizen of God's kingdom. Do you know your heritage? Many of us can tell you about our presidents, and we can tell you where they've come from. We live in Illinois, what, the land of Lincoln, right? We'll talk all these things and say, oh, Abraham Lincoln was here, and then we'll talk about Eureka. What, Ronald Reagan is from Eureka. We'll, we'll bring all kinds of stuff about presidents and that we know about them. But what do you know about your king? Jesus. Well, the Bible tells us that Jesus is royalty. Uh, well, how is he royalty? You're asking some good questions. I'm going to preach it to you. Here's how he's royalty. Do, do, do you understand he comes from the, the lineage of David? Uh, uh, David, uh, you don't know David? Oh, 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 David, David, he's the one that defeated Goliath when he was a young boy. Uh, he was the one that became the great king. Uh, and David had a son named Solomon. And Solomon was the wisest king ever to live and expanded the kingdom longer than David. But yeah, here it is, Solomon came after David, but before Solomon could be anything, God promised David that your line, your lineage will last forever. But there were some problems there because there were some uprisings. There was a splitting of the kingdom, and it became a Israel, that became a Judah, it became a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And then one day the kingdom got taken over, and there's no king sitting on the throne. So they're waiting for the Messiah, the anointed one, the chosen one by God, to come and set the captives free. And they know it has to come from the lineage of David because God promised David that you will have kingdom forever. 
But catch this, David's from the tribe of Judah. Back in Genesis, when he was being blessing the children, he says that Judah will be like a lion and they'll have a scepter and will reign forever. This is way back in Genesis. And, and this is coming from when Jacob was blessing his children. And then Jacob was, a, as a son, is 12 sons of, 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 of Abraham. And Abraham, and I, you know, had I, sorry, Isaac and Abraham. And it goes all the way back to Adam. And Adam was the first man created that had no sin. But then he messed up and he sinned and ruined it for everybody. So God had to make the second Adam. And that was Jesus that stepped up in the fullness of time. 42 generations from the lineage of David that set us free. I just gave you your history. And so when you know your history, then you know your royalty. And you know that if you are royalty, then you guess what? Your kingdom has no end. And so your kingdom has no end. God's power has no end. Because that's where the kingdom represents authority and power. And so if Jesus can break every chain, if he can break every yoke, my challenge to you is holding you back for 2018. Was it financial? Was it medical? It's relational, emotional. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you to let you know that nothing's impossible with God. If you can believe, just tell your neighbor, God can do all things. And so if you know that God can do all things, know this, that since you are part of the family, know this, what will not God do? Think about every child that comes into his family. He's responsible to care for them. And do you know ever God to make a mistake? God promises I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I, I want to encourage you if, you, if you, again, if you were the only child, you, you probably had it a little bit easier than some others. But when you're the, not the only child, you realize sometimes you got to wait. You know, I, 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 I waited till I could get me some sneakers that had name brand on them. My brother had them. My sisters had them. But I didn't have them. But when it was my turn, mama took me out shopping. Boy, I was ready to go. And so I had to wait my time. I want to encourage you to understand is that all you can do is just wait on God. And when the time is right, whatever you're looking towards, God will bless you and provide you what you needed. Now, the sneakers I got were not just for me to wear around. I had to try out for sports. <laughs> so I got on the basketball team so I could make sure I got me some press high tops. <laughs> I tried out for the track team, made sure I got me some new running shoes. I, I, whatever it is, I knew it was, I got to try out. I got to work for these things. And, and then my mom blessed me with what I needed so I can do what I wanted. Y'all missed what I just said there. I want you to understand, if you just do what God's calls you to do, he will bless you with what you need so you can do what he's called you to do. So stop relying on your own issues and your own problems, but realize I got a daddy. That cares about me. And I'm part of a royal family. So let me walk in my inheritance. Let me walk with my head lifted up. No, I'm the head and not the tail. That I'm forever his daughter, his child. And he'll never leave me nor forsake me. I was bought by a price, by the blood of the Lamb. That he is my resurrected Lord and Savior. And I will serve him forever and ever. And I will serve until he comes back again. But while I'm still on this earth, i got to walk with my head lifted high. In obedience to his holy will. Empowered by his Holy Spirit. 
that it reminds me that I'm his child, and he's my God, and he's my father, and we are co-heirs with the son. And so walk forward in 2018, knowing that you're part of his family, and that God always provides. Let us pray.